Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace. Strengthening the Saints against Islam's assault on North America. Thank you for joining us once again at the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith. This is Tom Wallace. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 2, The tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright. You know, there's a lot of people who have a lot of knowledge. But having knowledge and having wisdom to use that knowledge, I find are really two different things. And we're as we as Christians, we are to give an answer for the hope that is in us. And let's face it, there there are some difficult questions for us to answer. And this issue of evolution has plagued many Christians. Uh, I'm surprised how many Christians out there who are subscribing to the theories of evolution. Uh, when I was an early a young pastor, early in my ministry, I found that uh, people, especially kids, they were raised in, in church and raised in home. They were taught that, uh, that we got here because of God. And then they were told also in school that, um, that we evolved. And so they simply merged the two together and became theistic evolutionists, even though no one had taught them that idea or that thought, but they just kind of developed it. And I think many Christians out there are doing the same. But the problem with evolution, folks, is that evolution requires many, many years of development and it's an attempt to try to explain our origins without God. And evolution does not fit the Genesis model. I'm sorry, but it took six 24-hour literal days, according to Genesis. An evening and a morning, you only have 24 hours there. And we've been talking about this subject uh, the last two weeks with our guest, Skip Tilton the founder of Day One Ministries, and we're going to finalize our interview with him. So here we go. What's the next event in the history of the world? Well, now we have the Tower of Babel, right? Confusion, creation, corruption, catastrophe, the flood, confusion, the Tower of Babel. God brings languages into existence because of man's sin of not spreading out across the face of the earth. What does man do? He spreads out across the face of the earth. What does he run into? Biology. What kind of biology? Animal biology. What does he start writing about? Dragons, which are what? Dinosaurs. And is it any wonder in various languages throughout their history, we find a history of what? Dragons, which are what? Dinosaurs. So we have evidence, written evidence, of the creatures living with man after the flood. Job, you brought up, is interesting because Job lives after the flood. In Job chapter 40, God says to Job, Hey, Job, behold now behemoth that I made with thee. He eats grass like an ox. He's got a tail like a cedar tree. And that cedar tree is the same word used for the cedar trees uh, in Israel. They're massive trees. So the thing has a huge tail. He eats grass like an ox. He's got a tail like a cedar tree. His bones are strong as pieces of brass. His bones are like bars of iron. He's chief in the ways of God, meaning what? He's the biggest thing that God's created. And so God is talking to Job about a creature that Job must have known. 
And I submit to you that I believe that that is a description. Behemoth is a description of a sauropod dinosaur. And if you ever get to Chicago, you can go outside the Field Museum there and you can see the skeleton that they put up of a Brachiosaurus. And they're only missing seven of his bones. And that thing is four stories high. Okay? And it matches the description of the behemoth found in Job. So dinosaurs in the Bible? Absolutely. The word dragon is used over 27 times in the Old Testament. And one of the creatures that's mentioned in Job breathes fire. Right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, and when we look at the biology in our world today, I learned from the Institute of Creation Research about a little beetle called the bombardier beetle. And so they have, it, it has two chambers in its abdomen. And when it uses its muscles, it squirts out a chemical from each chamber. And when it hits the oxygen in the air, it bursts into flame. <laughs> and yet... There have been studies done on dinosaur skulls where dinosaurs have the same chambers with mm -hmm. the same pathways showing us that, hey, we may have a couple of these that are talked about, mm -hmm. dragons, that actually have the same mechanism built into their cranium where they can do the exact same thing. So the idea of a fire-breathing dragon is, is, not, is not scary to me at all. It fits with yeah. what we find. In ancient uh, English... There's an old manual that um, a friend of mine was telling me about that is a manual on how to slay a dragon. Yeah. And one of the strategies is the cutting off of their short front arms because they can't get in and they'll bleed to death. They can't heal it or whatever. And uh, so, uh, again, description of the bones, the fossil record that we have of these animals there. Um, you know, it's just amazing that uh, the historic record, the biblical record, really fits uh, with what we're seeing in science. Again, though, it's how you interpret the facts. Right. You know. Um, and England, England has many evidences of dragon. I mean, Carlisle Cathedral, the tomb of uh, that's there in the center of it, and the brass banding around the tomb has sauropod dinosaurs carved all around it. I mean, how could they do that in the 1600s if they'd never seen one? Wow. You know, in 1611, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the emperor in China had on his payroll a royal dragon feeder. OK, it kind of doesn't make any sense to pay somebody for something that doesn't exist. I mean, we might do that in America today. But, you know, <laughs> but the point is, is he's paying uh, someone to feed the royal dragons. And and there's evidence of, uh, of Marco Polo. He writes how when he was in China, he saw. Uh, the dragons pulling uh, the royal chariots. And so it's amazing, you know, and, and I'm just giving you just a few highlights. But, you know, at creation.com and at Answers in Genesis's website um, and others, there's a lot of information out there now about historical, accurate information about dinosaurs uh, being uh, dragons, being alive with man. I can't remember the town in England. But there is an eyewitness account of a red and a black dragon fighting each other that was witnessed by the whole town uh, in, the, I believe it was in the 1700s. Hmm. Okay. And again, you know, so the whole, you know, today, oh, dinosaurs lived millions of years ago and, you know, dinosaurs and man never existed. Sorry, the evidence is proving otherwise. Yeah. Well, when you do look at the fact that the word dinosaur is a new word. Mm-hmm. The word that was used historically would have been dragon. We have many, many examples of that. 
of dragons being around with mankind. Um, we got a few minutes left here. What other things could our listeners sink their teeth in that would be uh, an explanation that would help us to have a better understanding of the truth versus the lies that are coming from humanism and evolution? Well, I think the primary truth is you've got to start with the authority of the Word of God. And whatever it is you're considering, you have to pause for a moment and see how it fits into that historical timeline of the world. And a lot of times what happens is people love to get you sidetracked and just talk about one particular item. This is their hot button item. And they never think of how it fits into the big picture. You know, it's real easy for someone who's a specialist within one area, you know, to talk about that one area. And yet he doesn't want to talk about geology, chemistry, biology, astronomy all at the same time. He just wants to talk about his one area. And you see, what you believe about your past, history of the world, affects how you live in the present. And so a lot of people today, they're not living like they say they believe about the real history of the world. They live influenced by the world. And you see, that's a component about the Lord talking to us as Christians and say, look, you put me first, you know, and you've accepted me as your Savior. I want you to live for me, all of me, the history that I've given you in the world, everything, because he's worthy. And when I look at my world and I recognize just how much he's involved in it, he holds every molecule together, you know, you and I today. We have the the blessing of being created by God to enjoy everything that we see. And this isn't the end. This is just part of the journey. You know, you know, death has been swallowed up in victory. You know, we just celebrated Christmas again. Why? Because it's a real event that happened in the history of the world. I witnessed to a number of people that way over this holiday season. Um, and when I did that, they never thought of it really that way. They just thought of it as, oh, it's just a holiday where we get gifts. Why? It's a real event that happened. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Well, who was he? Well, he's the creator. Really? Yes, he is. You know, he was there at the beginning, and he's going to be there at the end. And so, in a nutshell, that's why worldview is so important. Well, Skip, uh, I tell you, it's been a blessing having you on the show, and and it really, it, to me, has been uh, fun and in, informative. <laughs> to hear these things and and the good news folks is there are answers out there and you mentioned this website a number of times creation.com absolutely thousands of articles and you can search through those things find answers to these hard questions and we we do have to address them and it's important that we do so there's another website that you might be uh, wanting to go to here in the future and uh, again, Skip, you're the founder of From Day One Ministries, and you have that kind of acrostic there, F-D-O-M-I-N for ministries.com. That's F-D-O-M-I-N.com. We'll have a link at our website uh, to these uh, websites, to your ministry site. And uh, if people want to get in touch with you to have you come speak at their church, their event, I'm sure they can get that information from your website sure. as well. We'll have that uh, on our uh, page here today at fortressoffaith.com. And uh, listeners, if you want to uh, listen to the show again, you can do so free on our website online at fortressoffaith.com. Uh, click on the Saturday shows, 
And we also have a daily broadcast, folks. And we have, uh, my goodness, over close to 2,000 articles that we've written dealing with Islam and Muslims uh, on our website, a place that you can research there on that topic, because that's our background uh, here at Fortress of Faith. But um, again, this is our uh, Christian Apologetic Month. And uh, looking at the arguments of evolution and humanism and giving an answer for the faith that uh, and the hope that's within us. And, uh, Skip, it's been a joy having you on the on the program as our well, thank guest. You. Thank you very and, much. And um, maybe in the future we'll have you back again. I'd and, be delighted. And uh, really was a joy. And, folks, uh, again, if you can't get online, there's many of you who listen uh, that don't have access to a computer. Uh, and if you want a copy of the show, you can call us and order a CD of today's show and uh, just tell uh, the operator the date of the program that you want. Our number to call is 800-616-0082. The cost is $10 plus shipping and handling. And again, that's 800-616-0082. And listeners, uh, we are a listener-supported ministry. If you can help us out with a donation to keep us going on the air, we'd always be grateful for that. And you can give safely, securely online at fortressoffaith.com. Or give us a call and give a donation over the phone. If you want to send it a check, just uh, ask for our address. The number to call is 800-616-0082. Again, 800-616-0082. And as um, uh, the politicians out there are trying to make America great again, I say, hey, let's make America Christian again. God bless you. We'll be back with you, Lord willing, next week.